336. If you're new to this podcast, well, welcome. So good to have you here. And if you are a longtime listener, so good to have you back. It has been about five weeks since I released an episode. And um, it is something that you can probably expect a little more of lately. Uh, fewer episodes. My, my intention is to now release one episode per month which is a very big contrast to what we've done the past seven years, which is a podcast episode every single week. So on the seventh year of this baby, which is so interesting because we live in seven-year cycles. I I didn't even think of that. Wow. Okay. Having a moment here. Um, That's very powerful because this has just happened on its own. I really, I didn't make this executive decision that I needed to change my relationship with the podcast. It just had to happen. And it's happened really without uh, an official announcement about it because I haven't said, hey, this is the direction the show is going in because I wasn't sure yet. And so I've realized it's naturally just taking a transition and it's no longer at the forefront of my um, my prerogatives as as a, a teacher. I'm now teaching primarily in other ways, more specifically on video and Instagram and on TikTok. If you're not following me there, please go hit follow on Instagram at Madeline Moon or on TikTok, Madeline Victoria Moon. You'll see that I'm taking all of my teachings on polarity and now putting them in a very easy to digest but still deep format with the visual components. You can actually see how this polarity plays out in real time through these videos. Because I've been doing this thing where I play a man and I play a woman and um, they have a triggering moment and then they work through it um, through some art. So that's really where I'm spending a lot of my time and I'm posting a video nearly every day and my one-on-one coaching is, is alive and thriving and deep as always. And this podcast is still a beautiful space that I want to nurture and tend to. So please stay connected. Don't unsubscribe. Stay here and stay engaged. Because sometimes, especially when you start to, to phase out a little bit on some arena, you wonder if people are still there and wanting it. So the more that y'all let me know that you still would like to receive a one juicy episode a month, maybe perhaps two a month, uh, the more that I will likely do it. But if if you're all just like now totally consumed with the videos I've been making, then that's where I want to be putting most of my attention. So we'll see. Give me your feedback and let me know. So um, if you have not yet uh, watched and, and purchased my artistic intimacy workshop, I just want to do a quick little tune in here and remind you that that's available on my website. If you go to maddiemooncom forward slash artistic, you'll see it. And this workshop is nearly two hours in length and it covers completely the beauty, the ins and outs, the gifts of 
how to bring art into your intimate life, how to make your intimacy artistic. And this is a a huge um, theme of mine, so I've really coined and cultivated this term artistic intimacy that I will be using henceforth in my work a lot. It is the the main teaching that you can expect to receive from me is how to make our our relationships a spiritual practice. How do we make our relationships a spiritual practice? And there are several different ways to do that in relationship, like how to make it a practice. Thousands, actually. Thousands from the way you breathe, to the way you move, to the way you make love with your body, but also to the way you make love through your breath, through how you walk outside or walk on the beach, to how you eat an apple. (laughs) It's just the ways we make love are endless. It's not just in the bedroom. It's in the breath, truly is. And that's what I wanted to speak on a little bit today because one of the main focuses that I have for the rest of this year, I'm doing this this year-long Tantra course. It's like uh, nearly a $20,000 investment and I am going to be immersing myself in the art of Tantra and that's what I've been doing the past several years, but a different kind of tantra. It's what I've what I teach is yogic intimacy. So I teach you how to have intimacy pulsing, undulating through your body by how you carry your body. And again, you can see what I'm talking about in my reels. That's what's so great about it. If you go over to Instagram, you can actually see the visual component of how intimacy can be created through the way that you're moving your body right so the masculine player in the in the couple can bring polarity through the way he summons depth and the depth can be in his physical body and his stance and how grounded his legs are where his breath is pooling in his body his eye contact his piercing gaze his penetrating gaze mm. And the feminine brings her side of the pole through her energy. She's constantly bringing energy to the moment. Whereas the masculine doesn't have energy quite as accessible. And I don't mean energy as in like you're awake and bright and shiny for the day. I mean energy as in like um, amplification, enthusiasm. Enthusiasm of anger, enthusiasm of joy, doesn't really uh, matter what the enthusiasm is as long as there's enthusiasm pulsing through your veins, your muscles. And the more you bring that, you bring aliveness through your skin, through your eyes, through your breath, through the undulation of your spine, the more you are creating polarity in that moment. And so that's what I've been teaching and studying over the past five years. But this year is going to be a deep dive for me personally into the actual sexual component of how do we marry God and intimacy and and breath and the oceanic love that we feel is available to us at all times in our genitals. And something that I've realized recently, which is so fascinating to me, is that the, the the male oftentimes loses and depletes his chi, his life force, through ejaculation, whereas 
the female will cultivate and create chi, life force, through orgasm. So we have this conundrum here of uh, men losing some of their desire, their chutzpah, their mojo through the process of ejaculating. And they, they are, it's like they're filled and high on life and full of energy and full of desire and, and lust and the pounce factor of what, what I like to call it. And they go out and they chase after their object of desire. They let their lust run free and wild and they feel God in all of God's glory and it's beautiful and exquisite. And then there's an ejaculation and that, 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 that yum, that thirst that was so alive minutes ago now feels depleted and tired and needs to rest, needs to roll over and go to sleep. And so the, the male, one of the prime uh, quests for the male on this journey to living a tantric lifestyle, which basically means being in union in all of life, the male who wants to pursue that, his quest is to learn how to prolong ejaculation, to learn how to orgasm without ejaculation so that there is always this this chi pulsing through their body. And when they choose to ejaculate, it is at a specific time and a place and it's chosen and there's agency and autonomy around it. And it doesn't always have to happen in order to have an orgasm so that alt life can also penetrate and vibrate and bring more energy to you as the the male as it does to the female because we especially on this podcast I talk all the time about feeling a pleasure from all of life feeling sex in all of life and I feel that that's very accessible to me and my body and I've, I've realized that a lot of that does contribute to be being a female who has shakti pulsing through my body and being so finely tuned in my ability to be energy from the yogic intimacy work I've done. Like used to, I had such little available in me to both be love and to be loved, right? There was, I was having a coaching session the other day explaining this, like I asked my client to describe three words about herself because there were parts of her she was not embracing, specifically the parts of her that were livid, right? Anger grief, uh, brattiness, all those parts of her were starting to leak out, not with a lot of autonomy around it. It was just kind of bursting out, exploding out. There wasn't a sovereignty within it saying, I'm choosing to reclaim the part of me that is angry, that is volcanic, and express her and give her a voice. It would rather come out as reactivity. And I asked her, what are three words to describe yourself? And I'm going to make up three words here because I don't remember exactly what they were. But they were along the lines of um, fun and uh, disciplined. And um, and I think she said a lot, which we had. I had her narrow that one down. Like, what does a lot actually mean? And she picked another word. And so those three words are the words that like those three versions of her are the versions that get to be loved by her partner and get to be love, loving. Great. That's awesome. It's great to be 
to have the part of you that is fun be love and the part of you that is fun be loving to others. That's great. But what about the part of you that is not fun? The part of you that is not disciplined or not determined, the part of you that is helpless. Like these are all the parts of you that has been that have been shut down. And what a sad thing that the part of you that's helpless never gets to enjoy being loved. And so going back to this orgasmic state of life, part of shadow work is learning how to embrace these sides of ourselves that we've shut down and actually give them a voice so that they can be loved. So our partner not only gets to love your fun side and your disciplined side and your a lot side, but your partner also gets to love your quiet side, your submissive side, your sad side, your angry side, your volcanic side, your powerful side, your powerless side. These are all the versions that your partner wants to be able to love of you, given that they are a partner that is on a quest for deeper intimacy. And being a, a woman, I know I'm using a little bit more gendered terms today because I'm not just talking about the feminine and masculine today. I'm actually talking about some of the anatomy of male and female. The, the female has the, because, okay, so because the feminine in all of us, so this is not gendered, but because the feminine in all of us, the part of us that is energy, desires to be filled by life, she is easily uh, penetrated the sun affects her, the moon affects her, a hot mug of cacao affects her in a certain way, uh, candlelight affects her, the coolness of the opposite side of the pillow you are not sleeping on affects her. And, and of course, the masculine in us is affected by these things too. But the masculine in all of us is more affected by purpose and depth and not so much about the pleasure so because being a primarily feminine being, whoever is primarily a feminine being, if you're primarily a more masculine being, you're not going to be as easily penetrated by life because you're not constantly on a quest to be filled by life. If you are a primarily feminine being, which I assume many of you who listen to this podcast are, you are very easily penetrated by life if you're doing this work. If you're doing the work of an unveiling your heart and being seen in your volcano and being seen in your grief and your anger and really embracing these sides of yourself that you have shut the door on, you're probably penetrated pretty easily. And I don't mean physically, I mean energetically, emotionally, spiritually. But that does translate over to sex, meaning you can feel your hearts blending into one and be shaken to your core and obliterated into the sky and the stars and melt into a million little pieces, finding your, finding your way back to yourself, your core, and your partner only to be obliterated all over again because that is the way you are made. And you're coming back home to that truth that you were so easily shaken and obliterated to your core and you love it. So in Tantra, in, in the Neo-Tantra and more sexual component of intimacy, you are really vitalized by having multiple orgasms over and over and over. It's how your chi is created. Whereas for men and male, your chi is lost through ejaculation, but not necessarily orgasm. That's why for men, a big quest in Tantra is to learn how to orgasm 
over and over and over and over again without ejaculating, without losing steam in a very uh, minimized way to put it, a very easy way to put it. And then for women, the goal is to learn how to orgasm over and over and over again. And you can ejaculate or not, it doesn't really matter. Because yes, women do ejaculate. Especially there is a, a very special sweet spot in the G spot that can create just like total shakti overflow gushing it's beautiful and it's it's a kind of orgasm that is like a heartgasm it really opens your it's not the same as a clitoral orgasm where you feel this vibration shock factor move through your whole body but it's more of this centralized orgasm that that can very often flow a whole bunch of ejaculation for the feminine for a woman uh, through her body and, and it's still a whole body sensation it's just different it feels more like a, a surrender like a sweet shakti surrender at least for me so um, today what I really what I was coming on here to speak about is is this 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 uh, bridge between yogic intimacy and sexual intimacy and and the shakti of life of your energy like in yogic intimacy shakti is revealed through your body as movement and flow but then also in tantra and and intimacy shakti is the same thing it's the vibration that's pulsing through your body through orgasm that you then bring to the vibration pulsing through your body when you're eating a meal so it's all so intertwined and a lot of my journey has started with first the spiritual component of intimacy, meaning the work I've done through John Wineland, Kendra Kunov, David Data, London Angel Winters, and, and I haven't worked with her personally, but studying through her work, Justin Patrick Pierce, and these amazing um, Om Rupani, these amazing teachers that I've just soaked the knowledge up from. And that was my safest space because for those who have endured purity culture to the level that I have endured it at, going straight into opening the Shakti in your body through physical penetration with a lover and feeling God and being God fucked and obliterated open like it goes way over the head and it actually can do more trauma than good. I was speaking to someone the other day about cold plunges. I don't do them myself yet. I would like to start a practice because there's so many benefits to cold plunges but I don't live right by the water and I don't have the practice of filling my bathtub up with frigid cold water yet. I have other practices I'm doing every day, but that's not one yet. Obviously, it's on my list. But anyways, I was talking to my friend who does do cold plunges and I was watching them breathe on a rock in, out, in, out, in, out for like five minutes preparing for going into the cold plunge underneath a waterfall. And I was observing the way this person's body was uh like just had the 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 breath down pat the Wim Hof breath before plunging and watching this person go into the water and then be in this frigid frigid fucking cold water and just swimming around and then get out and and then actually do the breath again then jump back in and it was like really cool to watch and I was praising them afterwards being like that's so incredible you can do that and your body has the the rhythm down of how to how to breathe and how to have the capacity to 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 keep breathing even in the frigid cold that's really what it's about this person has trained their capacity to be in cold water and be present and it just came so clear to me that it's very similar to doing 
any of this deep work that if you were to, if I was to have jumped in the cold water with them and, and not have trained my body for months to be able to handle that, my body would register that cold water as trauma. I'd stop breathing. I'd probably hyperventilate. I would jump out of the water. I would have a, a, a flight response. And it wouldn't be good. It wouldn't be healthy. I wouldn't be getting all the benefits that a cold plunge would give me because I just dove right into it. Whereas for this person I was with, they had been training for a long time and their body processed the cold plunge as medicine. And it can very easily go one way or the other. It can go as trauma or it can go as medicine. And so what, why I'm saying all of this is because especially with our, with our sexuality, with our sexual playing and our, our sexual energy, it's so sacred, it's so holy, and it's okay if your process looks different from others. I was raised with such severe purity culture of, of really being raised with the idea that women are less than men, that periods are disgusting and shameful, that the only thing women are good for is for sex and that's the only thing that men are ever going to want from them that it's important to get marriage a marriage certificate a license before doing anything with anybody because then they'll leave you afterwards that i was told that one day my partner was going to my husband was going to ask me how many people i had slept with and if he didn't like my number he would leave me then and that i would never be chosen so that was the motivating factor for me to make sure I was not sleeping with people when I was younger because one day whoever loved me would, would easily leave me in a heartbeat if I had slept with too many people because I'd be ruined. I would be a ruined woman. And that's also why I had to wear a true love weights ring on my ring finger as a kid to symbolize that I was married to God and I could only, you know, have that ring on until I had a, a wedding ring on which is kind of cool now because like I am married to God, but in a totally different way. Like it's cool. Like just because the, 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 the amazing thing is that I was raised in such purity culture bullshit, which is just, just slut shaming. That's all it is. It's slut shaming. And I have found my way back into doing and believing and cherishing so many of the, the, the core of those concepts of being married to God, like today as a nearly 30 year old woman, fuck yeah. Every time I have sex, I feel God, I feel God penetrating me. I feel God opening my heart, peeling back the layers. I feel God in my womb and my yoni and my pussy. Like that's where the divine masculine is living. And it's fucking hot. It's so yummy. And it's totally not what my parents intended (laughs) whenever I was 16, sitting on a picnic blanket, going through this abstinent course and getting my ring to say I was married to God. It's not what they intended, but it's where I ended up. And I do feel like I I have a marriage to a holy being. And um, I don't really talk about who who I'm married to because I actually do have a have a God that I feel I'm I'm mar- I'm married to and it's part of my practice to to really pay tribute to this being and I have them in my room and my in my living room and a statue of them and I see them every day and I'm like hey what's up husband and it's so personal and it's so private and so holy to me and every time I get really um 
I feel my grief, like one of my practices with my grief is to give it over to my holy husband, my divine masculine, and to let my holy husband see it, fuck it, love it, lick it, cherish it, hold it. And when I lean back on my pillow at night, I'm really leaning back into the chest of the divine masculine. And that is in spirit and in sex. Whether I'm doing yogic intimacy practices where I'm becoming energy through my body and undulating my spine in such a way that lights up a room, or I'm undulating my spine in the middle of an orgasm in my bed, I'm connecting with God. So that's my monologue for today. <laughs> and I want to just bring, and you know, my, my mission with this podcast these days is just to come on and share where I'm where I'm at, what I'm, what I'm pondering, what I'm musing about, where, where my heart's being called. And if you want to go deeper, you know what to do. You can join the Sisu Society, which is now, it's no longer a group coaching program, but it is a course. It has 17 calls. Each one of them is 90 minutes. It's got so many practices. Like if you're coming here and you're like, I want practices, I want you to teach me, but you're not yet ready to dive into one-on-one coaching, go into the Sisu Society. You can find that at maddiemoon.com forward slash sisu dash society. You can read all about it. It is a really profound, deep course. And if you want something that's really foundational of the feminine and masculine, but still deep, do the feminine spirit school. maddiemoon.com forward slash feminine dash spirit. And if you're ready for the deepest of all deep dives, come do one-on-one with me. Enter a mentorship where you have me in your ear. You have Marco Polo access to me, email access to me, a call every other week where we go deep. Let's fucking do the work. Let's go deep. Let's meet God in sexuality and intimacy and learn how to make your partnerships a spiritual practice and bring your own individual unique art into your lovemaking, into your love life. And you can learn more about that by going to maddiemoon.com forward slash coaching. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. It has been a pleasure to release this, be here with you today. Please stay subscribed. Let me know if you're still a listener of the podcast. Sometimes when I skip so many weeks, I'm like, do people still listen? And I hope you do. And if you want daily insight and inspiration, you can see that at Instagram, uh, at Madeline Moon. I got so much stuff for you there. And it's funny. It's funny. It's funny. I'm kind of comedian sometimes. All right. I look forward to connecting you in one of those many places where we can connect. Stay tuned for another episode soon of the Mind Body Musings podcast. Thank you.